Welcome to the New Beginning Podcast Show. My name is Kumbi Oyedele. I'm your host. On this show, we share our testimonies and victory reports. We share stories of what God has done for us. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to the show so you can get notifications when a new episode comes out. On this episode, I have my wonderful cousin, Moji Solakuka, um, who has come to share her testimony. Thank you for coming to the show. So, Moji, please, can you tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Tell us how you started um, as a Christian and as a believer. Okay, um, so I gave my life to Christ. Um, first, thank you for having me, Kumbi. Okay, um, so I gave my life to Christ back um, at university when I was in my P degree. Um, yeah, that was in the year 2004. I was still fresh at the uni. I had plans, you know, I had things I wanted to do, but I found myself attending a particular fellowship, you know, and I just remember um, the pastor giving an altar call. I walked out and that was the beginning of my um, Christian journey with God, yeah. So what would you say your challenges are um, as a Christian? What are the challenges that you have faced in your Christian journey? Can you share that with us? So what would you say your challenges are um, as a Christian? What are the challenges that you have faced in your Christian journey? Can you share that with us? So what would you say your challenges are um, as a Christian? What are the challenges that you have faced in your Christian journey? Can you share that with us? Um, I must say that I've had my ups and downs. <laughs> I've had times where um, I just wanted out. I remember there was a particular time, still back at uni, I think in my 400 level or my 300 level, I kind of um, became a bit rebellious, you know. Um, I stopped going to church for a little bit, you know. I just really, I wanted my freedom um, because when I gave my life to Christ, I immediately became a worker. I was in the choir and I began to grow. I became the choir director. From there, I became the church secretary. You know, and I just felt so much was going on and I really wanted my freedom. So I know that I won't say I backslided, but I rebelled for a short moment, um, found my way back. During my extra year, I became a pastor, you know. Um, after graduating, I moved back to Lagos. And I I was still strong in faith, you know. But then again, I began to struggle again with some certain things, I, some habits, you know, that I had, you know. Um, leaving the confines of school, the confines of fellowship, where all eyes used to be on you. Now I kind of like had my freedom, you know, so I kind of like drifted away again, still going to church, by the way. Um, Yeah, but I must say that um, in 2015, I had another turning point experience with God, you know, and I just decided to take my um, Christian walk more seriously. I decided to hand over all my struggles and habits to God, you know, and just um, embark on this journey of faith with Him. I think I've been trying to do it 
on my own terms, you know, and by myself before. Hence why I was always struggling, always, I always was like on and off, you know, and I must say that it has been so good. You know, um, it has been, it has been so good. I've seen growth, you know, even in the face of serious challenges, you know, my faith didn't shake, it didn't waver, you know, um, yeah, I've seen growth and I think I'm in a better place. I'm stronger and I'm still growing, to be honest. There's so much more to uncover, you know. <laughs> so it's been eight years since you started your abstinence journey. We're so glad to have you here. Please, can you share the, your testimony with us, how it started and how you have continued to maintain your abstinence, journey of abstinence? Yes. Right, so the very beginning. Um, so my testimony is that of um, deliverance, transformation, you know, especially from um, sexual habits, you know. Um, so for me, I became sexually active. Okay, well, m- m- let me not sexually active. I became sexually aware from a very tender age, you know, um, from about age five, six. Um, while I was still um, way young in, and I grew up in England, you know, and I was just exposed to X-rated movies, you know, so I'd watch these things. Um, I would meditate on them, you know, and I started playing with myself, even at that young age. Then I didn't know it was called pornography and I didn't know it was called masturbation, but I knew I used to do these things. And moving back to Nigeria, even became worse, you know, secondary school, um, I went to Alicia College and I remember on my way to school at Obalinde, you know, we'll see these um, magazines, um, hearts and hints and some other explicit um, magazines at very cheap cost, you know, so I would buy them, you know, I'll just feed my eyes with them, you know, and I'll still play with myself. Then it gravitated to buying CDs, you know, so when I friends are not at home, you know, we'll just watch um, these CDs, you know, and yeah, and it, got, it now graduated to the era of mobile phones where you didn't have to buy CD and start hiding and, you know, running and switching off the TV if someone is coming, you know, I now had the comfort of my phone, you know, to just watch pornography, like I was really, really addicted to um, watching pornography and all this you know, happened even before I started getting sexually active. I didn't start having sex till 2006. Um, I think I was 18, you know. And the funniest thing is, I started having sex after I'd become born again. <laughs> the irony of life, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, so now it now became, um, it, it now became a huge struggle because it was not, not just, pornography and masturbation was not pornography masturbation and sex you know um it was all three the total package you know (laughs) um so i struggled um with these habits for the longest um even after i became a christian i was in the choir you know i will still have these um when i say secret things you know um I will come home for the holiday, stumble and fall, because my boyfriend was in Lagos at the time, you know, um, so I'll come home. But even that, when I went back to school, um, 
I had a partner in school as well that I was sexually involved in and every in, involved with and everything. So yeah, this just went on and on and on. I remember when I became a student pastor, um, it kind of like died down at that time because yeah, I was a pastor. But moving back to Lagos, oh my God, <laughs> it was as if the, the devil and his courts were just waiting for me to come back, you know, because I just fell again. Um, I, 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 I had friends with benefits, you know, then I had a brief stunt with one married man. I, in fact, um, I didn't know he was married, but when I found that he was married, because we were already sexually involved, I, it was very hard to let go. I literally prayed him away, you know, like I prayed him away and I had my accountability partners then who also helped like send one very serious message to him and that was the end of that but god did hear my prayer as regards the married man you know and yes it just went on and on you know i would um go to church i would pray but in my closet i'm downloading pornographic um movies you know um i'm having sex you know and and for me sex was just a call away because at this point, I wasn't even in any relationship. But yeah, I was um, having sex, you know. And it just went on and on until I met some guy in 2014, a Christian, everything. Like, the total package, you know. But he also had, like, sexual issues, <laughs> you know. So we found ourselves, you know. And we... And at the time I met him, I'd already gone six months you know, without, um, I'd already started my um, abstinence journey, you know, but him coming into the picture, you know, I fell again. And um, yeah, I thought this was it. I thought it was the one. My accountability accountability partners were not even um, in support, especially when they found out that we were having sex. And the funniest thing is I did not, I'm a very open person. I'm a very accountable person. I do not have secrets. Um, one thing that has helped me and kept me is the fact that I'm very accountable. But when I met this guy, um, he's a very secretive person, you know, and I, that was when I kind of like discovered that um, transference of spirits is real because I became secretive. I didn't talk to my friends. I didn't tell them anything. It was the Holy Spirit that revealed one of my friends, you know, she told her husband, because um, their husband and wife, you know, and I'm accountable to them. She told him that um, those two are having sex, you know. So the Holy Spirit had told her, but he didn't believe her, you know, because if Moji was doing this, she would have mentioned and everything, but I didn't. So I remember December 25th, you know, um, my accountability partner, now the husband, sent me a message, Moji, I'm so proud of you. You've gone months without having sex, you know, and I was just feeling so guilty. And I was like, nah, I've actually been having sex since October, you know, um, and we had to meet. He spoke to the both of us. Um, if you want to keep up, you know, we have to set boundaries, you know, and he just told them that he um, really liked me. In fact, he loved me and he wanted to be with me, you know, and we'll just um, ensure we set boundaries. Um, and we actually did set boundaries for one month, but after one month practice, we fell again, you know, we started having sex again. And I just got tired, to be honest. I remember, and at this point, I'd already professed how you felt for me and, you know, whatnot. 
But I remember February um, 16, after two days, I'd seen him on, no, before Valentine's, and I went to see him on, um, after Valentine's, you know, and I remember, you know, we had sex, um, I came back home that night, and for some reason, like, I wasn't feeling good, I wasn't feeling all right in my spirits and everything, and I called him, and I was like, guy, come, what are we even doing, you know, like, um, what exact, we need to define you know what we are doing you know and i remember this guy um told me that he's in my life to be just a friend you know that um i'm telling you this was two months after professing whatever i professed to my friends and i and it was like he knows god placed him in my life you know to help me you know with my finances i was like come what are you saying you know i was like do you know what i'm going to hang up this call when i hang up this call, i'm going to block you <laughs> And that was exactly what I did. But I remember after hanging up, you know, and I tell people, look, it was a heartbreak God used to, I won't lie. I remember just going, there was no power, there was no light. I remember going to the room and I started to cry, you know, and I just cried to God. And I just told him that, Lord, you know what, I'm sorry. Um, I need your help. I Okay, um, so for me, yeah, the first thing was I just had to, like, renew my mind with God's word. And um, the reason why I'll say that's, like, one of the major things is because, like I said, I, my mind was filled with so much garbage. I'd been watching porn, you know, since I was age five. That was for, like, over 20 years, you know. Um, so I just had to keep renewing my mind with God's word. I had to keep telling myself and confessing you know, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So, yeah, his word, you know, just filling my heart, you know, um, with his word, you know, meditating on it, you know, and renewing um, my mind, you know, with his word. And I always ask God for help. I want to lie to you. In these past eight years, it's not that I haven't wanted to have sex. In fact, I had a near incident. I had, there was one time in my second year um, where I almost fell. In fact, we were already on the bed. And I was like, oh, it's two years. Nothing will happen, Jerry. There was this other guy that I was into, you know, and we were kind of like close. And we liked ourselves. But I don't know what it is you guys and commitment. So anyways... I went to see him. He came to Nigeria <laughs> um, briefly, and I went to see him at the Airbnb. And I was, I knew in my spirit that I wasn't supposed to go, but I was like, mm, it's two years now, I've gone two years, I can handle it. You know, and I went to go and see this guy, you know, and before we knew to were kissing, from kissing, um, found ourselves on the bed, you know, we're about to get down. And he knows my testimony because at this point, I'd already become vocal on social media. You know, because um, when I celebrated one year, I put it out there. You know, I started um, my YouTube channel. I started blogging, you know. So I was very open about it and vulnerable about it. So I knew my testimony. <laughs> and as we were about to start, as we were about to do the do, um, this guy just looks at me and he's like, Muja, um, I won't be the one to mess up your testimony. And him saying that it was as if they just poured cold water on my body and that... <sighs> Like, what just happened here? <laughs> you know, so I knew that God was fully involved on this journey with me and nothing happened, you know. Um, so another thing is never think you can handle it. 
I, I, right now I know that even though I'm eight years, you know, if I'm alone with a guy that I am physically attracted to, something might most likely happen, you know, so I'd rather, you know, not be in a private place with someone I'm physically attracted to. You have to be honest with yourself. You know, I'm very honest with myself. You have to know your triggers. I know the things that trigger me, things I see with my eyes, sometimes the things I listen to, you know, are triggers for me. So I try to avoid my my triggers. I always ask God for help. <laughs> like, I think the prayer of help is one prayer that I've prayed so much in my life. You know, um, I remember sometime last year, um, there was a time in October, like almost, was it last year? Yeah, it was October last year. Yeah. Or no, October 2020. 2022 was very fast. October 2021. For almost the whole month, you know, I really wanted to have sex. It was bad. And there was this guy in my office that I was physically attracted to, we were close and everything, you know. Um, but he was a friend, you know, and he didn't know that I was bad. <laughs> you know, he calls me um, P mode. You know, a lot of people see me as a pastor at work and everything but seeing him every day was just messing up with my mind you know so i'll be at home i'll be asking god for just help me help me help me in fact there was one um, morning i was crying i called my friend um missy I'm, I'm accountable to her you know i was like please pray for me like i really want to have sex you know um so yeah i just cry out to God to help me every time, you know, I enter that mood or enter that mood, you know, anytime my body, you know, starts to feel unkind. Um, yeah, I also acknowledge, you know, some people don't want to acknowledge the fact that they have these struggles, you know, so it's not that you are glorifying it, but you acknowledge that if you don't acknowledge it, then you can't solve it because you're in denial. You know, so acknowledge that um, it's a struggle, you know, and once you're able to acknowledge it, you will then be able to deal with it because you have identified that, okay, this thing is a problem, you know, and I have to deal with it. Or, oh, okay, there are lots of things over. <laughs> you mentioned that you started um, pornography as a child and, you know, um, you said seeing pornography. Can you, what advice would you give parents right now that can help them keep their children from being exposed to pornography or other sexual materials? Um, what advice would I give to parents? You know, um, it's funny that just um, yesterday um, I was, I was just thinking like back when I was exposed to X-rated movies at a very young age, we were not, there was no such thing as the internet, you know, we actually had um, cassette players, you know, um, and yeah, I had access to it, you know, um, and the adults in my life weren't even aware, you know, they didn't know that I was watching these things. So when my auntie would go out, you know, we'll sneak, we, we knew where she kept them, you know, so we'll sneak um, get them, you know, insert it in the video play and watch. So it was a thing that we did um, codedly. Um, and like I said, there was no internet now, you know, um, but I can only imagine how it is now that there's the internet, you know, we all have devices, even our kids have devices, you know, so it's very easy, 
you know, for them to access these things. And I've noticed that even though I don't like look out or go all the way out to a pornographic site, there are some web times I'm surfing the internet looking for something, you know, and I see a pornographic image and, you know, I quickly close it because um, God has done in such a way that I've completely been delivered, you know, and I hate it. Like, I can't stand it. You know, so I get upset, you know, and I close it. But for our kids, I feel as parents, we have to pay attention. We have to be there. You know, we have to ask them questions. We have to have conversations with them. Don't think that your children don't know some certain things don't think that they are ignorant because you don't know what they are doing in school you don't know what they are picking up in school so i think every day parents should have conversations with their kids you know if possible also have sex conversations with your children advise them you know pray for them and just to be honest because you're not with your kids like 24 hours every day they go to school like i said you don't know what they pick up at school you have to spend time praying and covering um your children you know just protect them i remember um one friend of mine he he and we served together and he was a teacher you know at corona and there was a day where they were doing this thing um asking and the kids, you know, who they would like to be or what they would like to be when they grow up. And he told me that one of the students, a young child, said um, she would like to be like Kim Kardashian and have a sex tape when she grows up. And I was like, what? What? You know, so those are the things that our kids are being exposed to, you know, right now. So as parents, it's very important know what your kids are watching on their devices in fact if it's possible reduce screen time you know let them spend more time reading you know just bonding you know um and yeah but we have to we cannot be ignorant as um parents especially in this time and age of the internet we cannot be ignorant ignorant you know cover your kids cover your kids in prayers teach them at a young age how to pray you know teach them what is right from wrong you know the bible says that you should train up a child in the way it should go you know and they will not depart from it you know when they are old you know so it's very very important um so yeah that's the advice i would give to um parents you know i just wanted to add um something you know you had earlier asked me you know what things can um, people do or what ways can, can what can we do you know to help ourselves you know on this abstinence journey one thing i didn't get to mention was the fact that um you have to be very accountable i am i am the most accountable person on this planet if i must say the bible says that sin thrives in secrecy and that is your honest truth the devil you know like when when you when you're secretive you know um it's a tool for the devil to play with you know and that's why because no one knows about it because you haven't spoken about it you find yourself doing it over and over again but when you talk about it when you're accountable i tell people that when you talk about it you shame the devil you shut him up you know um and accountability has been something that has helped me on this journey you know even in my eighth year i'm still very very accountable so i just want to drop that you know um here before i go so yeah um yeah and i just hope that i've been able to you know encourage 
encourage someone um yeah uh <laughs> thank you so much for having me Pombi. um god bless you wow 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 this testimony has been exciting it has been great thank you so much muji for sharing i'm sure people are going to be blessed for um for you sharing this for this testimony that you shared i uh, hope that you can, we can have you come back some other time and uh, god bless you i hope to see you soon and um thank you um for coming to new new beginning podcast